This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly with you for the next Four hours until 6 a.m. Pleased to be with you on this Sunday morning. A lot of stuff that we got to get to throughout the course of the show. We'll get to the Sixers and the uh, rumors surrounding them later on with James Harden. Has taken another turn this week um, with both Shams Sharania, Woj, reporting that Ben Simmons has been involved in contract talks. I mean, I know a lot of Sixers fans don't want to believe it. But if those guys are reporting it, I think it's true. And I guarantee it is true. I'm, I, I'm sure that there have been discussions. It doesn't mean it's happening. It doesn't mean, you know, that James Harden's going to be a sixer any day now. And nor do I think he will, nor do I think at this point he should. But certainly, um, you know, if you are having any kind of talks with the Rockets about James Harden, you're talking about Ben Simmons. Because they don't want your trash. Like, they don't want Tobias Harris and, you know, Thibel and whatever else you want to throw in. They they want Ben Simmons. So, we'll get to that later on. I also will do um, an NBA season preview as everything does get underway this week. Um, we'll do that later in the show. A uh, ton of stuff to get to. But we'll start with the big game on Sunday. As the Eagles play the Cardinals in Arizona. And as unlikely as it seemed, just a week ago, this Eagles team has a real legitimate chance to go to the playoffs if they win this game. Sure, theoretically, they still have a chance if they do lose, but most likely, it's going to come down to this game if you assume Washington beats either Seattle this week or Carolina next week. Um, And, you know, the Giants have to take care of their business as well. Giants schedule a little more difficult. They have Cleveland this week. Um, Forget who they have now. They have Baltimore next week. Like, the Giants schedule is certainly more difficult 
than uh, Washington's is. But looking at everything, if the Eagles win out, if the Eagles take care of their business, if they take care of the things that they need to take care of, they should end up in the postseason as champions of this dreadful NFC East division. That being said, I'm not sensing the typical excitement of a late December game for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's somewhat understandable. I'm not oblivious to the nature of this situation here. It's understandable considering that this is not really a team that you think can make a deep run in the playoffs. You know, nobody really believes, at least I don't think, that this is a team that's going to get hot to the point where they are going to go on some magical run down the stretch, win a playoff game, go upset a top seed on the road, and give us real hope heading into late January. You know, I, I, I understand that line of thinking. And from that perspective, I get why people aren't really all that excited for this game the way they'd be excited for a Week 15 game where the Eagles pretty much need to win to keep their season alive. But a playoff berth is still at stake. And if you get in, you never really know what can happen. I mean, look at those Giants teams in 2011-2007. I know we're talking about a long time ago, and I hope Adrian is listening out there, but those teams, you know, were were not very good. You know, they, they went on runs in January. They won Super Bowls with the most overrated quarterback in the history of the NFL, Eli Manning, and good for them. Can't take it away from them. But they were average teams throughout the course of the regular season. So when a playoff berth is at lo- is at stake, you know, fan bases normally will try to talk themselves into these sorts of situations where you can go on a run, whether it is realistic or not. But... I sense that that's not really the reason why people aren't that excited for this game. Because this is a divided fan base right now, this Eagles fan base. It's divided as to what's best for the organization. You know, what is best for the Philadelphia Eagles? To win and get in and win this division and give us a few weeks of joy in what's been not just a hideous year in general, but a hideous year in Philadelphia sports. I mean, let's be honest about it. Sixers have a massively disappointing season that leads to a bunch of changes. The Phillies, in a format that is designed to get a team like the Phillies into the playoffs, still can't make the playoffs. The Flyers, you know... Go to the second round. I mean, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not trying to offend the hockey people out there. I have not thought about hockey starting at all. Is is hockey starting, Dan? Do you have any information on this? 
Yeah, it's starting mid-January. Oh. 56-game season. Oh, great. Get flyered up, man. Yeah, great. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll check in um, when it when it starts, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not saying this to offend hockey people. I just have not thought about hockey starting once. I just, I just haven't. So Flyers went to the second round. They win 2020 in Philadelphia sports. Congratulations to the Flyers. But, you know... You you look at this now, and you know I think there's a real divide as to what's best for the organization. Do you win and get in, and give us some weeks of joy, or do you want to lose for draft position? People are divided on this, but they're also divided on the quarterback situation, and this is I think the genesis of why there is not really any sort of buzz whatsoever uh, among some people for this game. Because on one hand, you look at it, and you bring in a backup quarterback, and the guy has really as good a first start at the NFL level as you could hope for. I was thinking about this the other day because I was – I remember how, how excited I was in 2016 – when Carson made his first start. And Carson was great against the Browns in his first start. And I remember coming in to work the next day and talking to Ike and being like, we found the quarterback. And, and it's an exciting feeling. Jalen Hurts played every bit as well last week against a better opponent, a much better opponent, in the New Orleans Saints than Carson Wentz did in the Cleveland Browns. Yet, there's obviously not this unanimous excitement this time about the way Jalen Hurts played. Because while some people are excited about the way Jalen Hurts played, others, I feel, are in a way dejected by the way Jalen Hurts played. And if you want to get in, 215-592-9494, because I really want to explore whether I'm right on this or I'm wrong. I could be wrong here. Um, But this is just what I sense. Listening to the station talking to people who, you know, feel a certain way about either quarterback here. But, I, you know, and it's interesting that we're in this situation because I've had a lot of people say to me on the air or say to me on Twitter that I was rooting for Carson Wentz to fail. And that's just not true. You can believe that if you want. It's not true. Um, It's actually the furthest thing uh, from the truth. You know, to the point where it's totally absurd. I have no desire for Carson Wentz to fail as an Eagle. I have no desire for Carson Wentz to fail in Philadelphia. And if you listen to me at all before this year, you would know that I was a diehard Carson Wentz defender and a Carson Wentz fan. I like them a lot. But I also have eyes and I have a brain. And I'm not just going to lie to you about what I see from a quarterback who this season looks like he's forgotten how to play the position altogether. You know, I and his play this year has been terrible and it's been deeply concerning. But, I, you know, I don't root for failure from Carson Wentz. I've never rooted for failure from any Eagles quarterback, regardless who's at the position. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I love Donovan McNabb. I am one of the biggest Donovan McNabb fans in the city. I thought Donovan McNabb was 
a, a great quarterback here for a decade who is treated very unfairly in retrospect in regards to how we view him. That doesn't mean I didn't root for the team just as hard when Jeff Garcia was in in 2006. Or I didn't root for the team when Kevin Cobb was out there, or Michael Vick was out there, or Nick Foles, or Mark Sanchez, or Brad... Uh, Okay, maybe I rooted against Bradford a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I really did despise Bradford and Chip to the point where that was tough for me. But even then, you know, I remember when the Eagles were bad that year and they were playing New England. Um, I still wanted them to win. And I still wanted them to keep their playoff hopes alive because I'm a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I want the best for the Philadelphia Eagles. But right now, I am sensing a group of people that truly want to see Jalen Hurts fail. And that bothers me. Because there is a contingent of diehard Carson Wentz people out there. And I'm not even going to throw the whole LTBB in there. Because I know Ike wants the best for the organization. I've, I've talked to Ike enough. And it's funny how, crazy, how, how crazily things have turned. I think I've told this story before. But the day after like the Raiders-Eagles game, Christmas night in 2017, Ike and I were working together. And we got into a heated argument. About me saying the season's over, Foles can't go to the Foles can't take this team on a run. I wish he could, but but let's be realistic here. Foles isn't going to be able to do it. And Ike was telling me, you know, relax. It's not all about the quarterback. Nick Foles can can get it done. And I told him he's crazy, and Ike ended up being right. And now we're on the other side where I've lost faith faith in Carson Wentz, and Ike still has faith in Carson Wentz. But I know he wants the best for the organization. I'm not sure everybody in that. LTBB camp does though. And that bothers me because there are people out there who, you know, I saw one person criticizing and this person might just not know what they're talking about. um, And that could be the case here, but criticizing Jalen Hurts throw to Alshon Jeffrey for the touchdown saying it was underthrown. That just, you don't understand what the route is and where the ball is supposed to be placed. That's a good throw. But I do sense that there is a contingent of people out there who are rooting for Jalen Hurts to fail because that could signal the end of Carson Wentz's time in Philadelphia. And that's where I want to start tonight. Whether it is you want Carson Wentz here long term, whether it is you think it is better for the organization to lose and get a better draft pick and, and, you know, lose out. Go 4-11-1, which will probably put you in, what, the 6-7-8 range, somewhere in there. What do people want to happen in this game? Because I don't get an overwhelming sense from people, whether it is the quarterback factor or whether it's the draft position factor. I don't get an overwhelming feeling that people want the Eagles to win this game and keep their playoff hopes alive. I could be reading it wrong. Possibly I am, and I hope I am. But I want to know where you stand. Do you want the Eagles to win this game and Washington to lose and the Giants to lose and I'm back here tomorrow night talking about a very realistic possibility that the Philadelphia Eagles win the NFC East and go to the postseason? Or for whatever reason here, 
whether you want Carson Carson here long-term and you think losing this game is better for that outcome, or whether you think this organization needs the highest draft pick possible and you're rooting for the Eagles to lose for that outcome, where do you fall in relationship to this game? Um, because I don't think there's a consensus in this city right now, and uh, I think that's kind of different for this time of year where most people um, would fall on the side of, yeah, win out, let's get in the playoffs, and give us some some excitement uh, moving forward in the next month. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Let's get it started on the phones with Gary and Manny. What's up, Gary? Yo, what's up, my brother? What's up, man? Uh, 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 thanks for having me, man. Uh, yo, I want the Eagles to win out. I want to go into the playoffs because, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. Uh, and draft picks, they don't mean, you know, they don't mean crap to me, bro. Uh, there's number one draft choices that are bust all the time, you know. And uh, I, I just, I, I want to, you know, I want to see Eagles playoffs, baby. Well, there there you go, Gary. I, 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 I echo your sentiment and um, you are, are a vote for the playoffs. There you go. So. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Sorry, I didn't know if you had anything to add there. But, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's Gary. Um, but if you want to get in, I'm truly interested where people fall on this here. Whether you think it's more beneficial for the Eagles to lose out and get the higher draft pick, or or you want them to lose because you want Carson Wentz to stay here long term, or, you know, you want them to win out and go to the playoffs and increase the odds that Jalen Hurts could be the starting quarterback in Philadelphia beyond this year because that is part of it. If the Eagles win this game and the Eagles clinch a playoff berth over the next couple weeks, um, I think it, it would have to factor in to the decision of what they do at quarterback if Jalen Hurts lights lights the world on fire in these next three weeks. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Um, when we get back, I'll give you my prediction for this game and my keys for this game. Um, we'll also talk to the Weave and then you if you want to get in. Open lines. Dan Wilson producing. I'm Tom Kelly right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. With you till 6 if you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Um, I want to give you my prediction for this game real quick. And first, I'll uh, kind of talk about how I think this thing is going to play out when you look at um, Jalen Hurts here. And first, I'll read a tweet I get from from Mike. who Mike doesn't want the Eagles to win. He doesn't. He, he thinks that losing and getting a top pick and maybe drafting a guy like Jamar Chase is the better move. And I can't, you know, argue that getting a top receiver like that would in a way be, be, I mean, obviously majorly beneficial, but I'm not sure how much in the grand scheme of things that matters. If, you know, you end up moving forward with a quarterback who, who can't play like, You look at, and I'll get to this a little more later on, but in general, I think weapons and receivers are somewhat overrated in the NFL. Like, you look at 
certain situations. And, yeah, I mean, uh, getting a guy like Stephon Diggs has helped Josh Allen tremendously. But Josh Allen has also made dramatic strides in his game himself. Like, that's not just Stephon Diggs being on the field has made Josh Allen a 10 times better player. Josh Allen is a 10 times better player now because Josh Allen has put in the work to be a 10 times better player. You know, a guy like Kirk Cousins had Stephon Diggs and and Adam Thielen, and he's still Kirk Cousins. Like, you look at Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers, these kind of guys, they make the guys around them better. And, you know, you look at the Eagles' weapons in 2017, they weren't, you know, unbelievably great. I mean, look at the receiving core. I'm talking about Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Torrey Smith. You know, these aren't these aren't top-notch receivers. These aren't number ones. I mean, the Bengals have had A.J. Green for a decade. And what has that gotten them without a quarterback? It's gotten them essentially nowhere. So, you know, yeah, would I like great receivers? Of course. But it's not the most important part to building a championship football team. The great receivers, or, or rather the great quarterbacks, make everything around them better. So, you know, if that's what you want, fine. But if you're moving forward with Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz doesn't put in the necessary work to become a better player this offseason, which if you lose out, you probably are moving forward with Carson Wentz, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily do it for me. And, you know, we'll get to some more of that later on because Peter King, who we're playing a Peter King interview, I want to play for you late, way later on in the show. But, you know, Peter King references in one of his articles this week is his Monday morning quarterback article, a conversation he had with Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, you know, putting in all the work this past offseason that he needed to, to clean up his mechanics to clean up some of the things that plagued him last year with turnovers. And I'm not sure we've seen that kind of level of commitment with Carson Wentz, where you blame the coaching, you blame all this other stuff. At some point, it's on the player to improve and not regress. And I don't see many of, I don't see much of that kind of criticism when you look at this quarterback. Um, but there are people, you know, like Mike out there that want the Eagles to lose this game and think losing out to get a better draft pick and move forward with Carson is the better move. Um, I don't fall in that direction. Uh, I would like to win if for no other reason that, you know, I think it increases the odds that you can move forward with Jalen Hurts, maybe move on from Carson and take a hit next year, but kind of reset that clock and once again have cap room moving forward. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. That is how you get in. And um, real quick, I, I want to kind of let you know how I see this game and give you my pick here. Um, I look at the Eagles offensively, and I'm not all that concerned. I don't think they are going to have a ton of issues against this Arizona defense. Um I don't believe what Jalen Hurts did last week was a fluke. That is, statistically, if not the best, one of the best defenses in the NFL. 
And Jalen Hurts gave them all they could handle in that game. I think the Eagles are going to have a good day offensively. I think they're going to gain yards. I think they're going to score points. Um, because, I, I, you know, I believe, and as I've said for weeks, this is a quality offense that is well-coached. And when you have a quarterback that will keep you on schedule and do the things necessary to keep picking up first downs, keep moving the chains, which Jalen Hurts, at least for one week, showed the ability to do, um, I think that, that this offense can still function at a high level regardless of what's around the quarterback. My concern in this game is obviously the defense. And Eagles dealt another blow on Saturday as Darius Slay will miss the, miss the game with a concussion. Now, I think Darius Slay's been incredibly disappointing this year. You know, you got him as a player that you felt you could put on number one wide receivers and he could lock them down and shut them down. He has shown that he is nowhere close to being able to do that. When you look at the way DK Metcalf had his way with him, and Devontae Adams, who Rasul Douglas did a pretty good job on Saturday night. And Darius Slay uh, had no chance against Devontae Adams. And you're without him now against DeAndre Hopkins, who, you know, probably would have had a big day against Slay anyway, but now who knows who's playing corner. You don't have Avante Maddox. You don't have Rodney McLeod. Um, I'm assuming Jalen Mills will slide back out the corner in this game. And I believe your starters are going to be Jalen Mills and Michael Jaquette with Nickel Roby Coleman playing in the in, in in the slot. Like it's not a good formula for the Eagles secondary uh in this game. But, you know, the three keys as I look at it, number one, you gotta contain Kyler Murray. You need to stop him from getting outside and making a ton of plays with his legs. You need to try to keep him in the pocket. It's easier said than done. He's very similar to Jalen Hurts, except he's probably faster and more athletic. But you got to try to do everything you can to keep him in the pocket. It's always important when you're going up against quarterbacks like this that you don't only get pressure, but you get pressure up the middle. And that's why I think Jim Schwartz in this game might dial some more of those A-gap blitzes up. Where you send pressure up the middle, it's going to be a big task for Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Malik Jackson to push the pocket back. Because that's the advantage you have against a guy like Kyler Murray. If you get in his face and you, you, you get at him from up the middle, he is shorter. He can't see over that line. He's going to need to try to break, break contain, but if you're pushing the pocket backward, he has to run backward. And that gives you uh, an advantage as far as, as pressuring him, getting to him, making him throw balls away rather than turn um, some of that pressure uh, into positive yardage. So that's number one. The Eagles need to contain Kyler Murray. They can't let him make plays from outside the pocket. Number two, don't let Hopkins completely obliterate you. Like, DeAndre Hopkins going to have a big day. I'm already resigned to that fact. That DeAndre Hopkins is going to go over 100 yards. He's probably going to have a touchdown, maybe a couple. You just can't let him have the kind of game, you know, that can absolutely end all your hopes. And that's going to mean 
rolling coverage his way all game. That's going to mean double-triple teaming him at times. And it's going to leave you susceptible, possibly, to a guy that's killed the Eagles for years in Larry Fitzgerald. But you got to take that chance. With man-to-man on Fitzgerald, man-to-man on Christian Kirk, even though you're shorthanded, seeing if you're defensive backs can win against those guys because if you don't roll coverage DeAndre Hopkins you have zero chance in this game so that's the second key and number three Paul mentioned it and he's exactly right the Eagles need to find some sort of way to force at minimum two turnovers in this game you gotta give Jalen Hurts in the offense short fields you gotta be able to get those kind of free points that the Eagles have struggled to get this year they were able to force Um, A couple turnovers last week. The Duke Riley pick, the Josh Sweat sack, both leading the points. They led to 10 Eagles points in that game. You need those sort of plays. You need um, to either pick Kyler Murray off, force a fumble, you, you know, special teams, even though the Eagles special teams have been awful, they need to find a way to force turnovers in this game. Um, because I think Arizona is going to move the ball, and I think they're going to score. Now, uh, my prediction is I like the Cardinals 34-27. I think this game's going to be close. I think the Eagles are going to hang in it, and I think the offense is going to play well. Um, I just I don't know how the defense, as undermanned as it is, holds up to the point they're going to need to hold up. The 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 kind of, I guess, positive you can draw from the past is as Paul and I were talking about during the crossover. Jim Schwartz is usually good in these sorts of situations. When his defense is undermanned, when you have starters off the field, when you're you're down a bunch of guys, Jim Schwartz usually can devise a game plan to help these inexperienced players. He's done it in the past. He did it two years ago. He did it last year. He's usually able to find a way to help those guys, especially on the back end out, he's going to have to do it again. Um, and and if he does, and if the Eagles hold Arizona, I would say if the Eagles can hold them to 27 or less, they have a real chance to win this game. I just have a hard time seeing that with all the injuries and the explosive nature of this Cardinal offense. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215 592 Nine four nine four. Let's go to Weave. What's up, Weave? Yo, what's yo, up? Man? What's up, Weave? What's going on? Um, yo, a uh, couple of things I agree with, a couple of things I don't. Um, I think if they can hold Arizona is twenty three points, I think they can win the game at uh, I twenty four twenty three Eagles. I'm gonna go with that. Um. As far as the defense, I, I'm not really – you know what? I'm not really, really worried about Jim Schwartz and, you know, what his game plan is because I think he's going to have a nice game plan, you know. Um, the problem, I think, is I would not really go after or I would have to, you know, shade maybe, you know, um, that wide receiver you're talking about. Um you DeAndre know. Hopkins. Yeah, I, I was shading, but I wouldn't put too much attention towards him because of Kyler Murray. Um, I would try. You know what? 
Here's what I've heard a lot of the experts said. They said that the Cardinals are probably going to run a 3-4 defense and have their linebackers, you know, really kind of key on um, hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they have a lot of and, linebackers, Weave, that, that can run with Hurts. So that that is – I do think they're more equipped to, equipped to defend him than, than New Orleans was. But if I was the Eagles, I would do the same thing. I would have – and that's where the problem might come in. And um, I'm going to make it quick, man. As far as Wentz, um, if you could trade Wentz and get – I mean, there's a – couple of teams out there that might take me one i'm thinking about is the patriot one i'm thinking about is frank wright uh he's with what indianapolis yes and um if you could get a safety i think the eagles need a really a safety you know a crack down knock your ass you know on the ground safety um you know the short you know that uh Shore you up know. the safety spot. Yeah, shore up the safety spot. There you go. Because you're not you're not going to get one of them guys out of the draft. But um, Howie's going to have to work some magic. You know. Now we're going to see. But you know what? What I really wanted to say was this is a so such an exciting weekend, man. I'm so psyched up. And you know, I wanted to touch with the Sixers, and I love what they're doing. You know what I mean? And Doc Rivers. And um, you know, it's just, it's just. It, I mean, if we win this game, I, the other caller that, that said that I would love for us to win out, I would love for us to win out, man. And there's a lot of, uh, I know there's a lot of Eagles fans, man, because you know, you know, I work at Walmart, right? There's Thank you for Eagles mentioning fans. it, Weave. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Thank you. That, man, they're jumping right off the bandwagon, and they're like, you know, they want that draft pick. They're I don't agree with that, and um, you know I've been listening to you, yeah. you know, all night, and um, well, I got I you. Agree Weave. with you one hundred percent, man. Appreciate I agree it. One hundred percent. Thanks. Weave. Okay, I appreciate. it. Thank you for the call. I always got to wait for Weave to mention the Walmart, and that's usually the cue uh, to 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 move on. He, he asked you if you knew that he worked at Walmart. Yeah, like I know. Asking you if you know if the Pope is Catholic. Come right. on. Exactly. Uh, we've mentioned it every call, and, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad he does. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. All you guys on hold, we will get back to the phones uh, right when we return. I also um, need to mention the 10-year anniversary of uh, one of my favorite moments as a Philadelphia sports fan. Um We'll do that next when we return. I'm Tom Kelly with you till six sports radio, 94 WIP. Sports radio, 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you till six. If you want to get in two one five five nine two nine four nine four is how you join the show. I did want to mention um, an anniversary here that was 10 years ago yesterday. And it's insane to me that it was that long ago, already 10 years um, since the Deshaun Jackson punt return against the Giants in 2010 that clinched the Eagles, the, um, the NFC East. And I remember watching that game vividly. I was at a friend's house, um, a friend's apartment, 
and we're watching it. It was a Sunday 1 o'clock game. And if you remember, the Eagles were getting just destroyed in this game. They were down, I believe it was 24 to 3, then 31 to 10. And it looked like this game, well, I mean, forget over. It looked like the Eagles were going to get beat by 30 points. And if they lost that game, um, the Giants would have been pretty much in line to win the division uh, if they had won out. And uh, it was, you know, it, it was the Michael Vick year where Michael Vick had the Eagles on this incredible run that nobody expected, where the Eagles trade Donovan McNabb. Everybody thinks they're going to move forward with Kevin Cobb as the quarterback. And Kevin Cobb plays the first half against Green Bay. He gets a concussion. Vic comes in and is just incredible. And from that point forward, it was, you know, Michael Vick's team. He had to play. He was the better player. And that's the way, you know, they decided to go that season. And they're down 31 to 10. And all of a sudden, you know, we remember the final play and Deshaun on the punt return, which obviously is a great moment in Eagles history. Um, but Michael Vick in that game, was just incredible. The way he brought the Eagles back, uh, you know, just made some plays in that game that were insane. One play where it looked like he sacked and he just ducks under a guy and then shoots out for like 30 yards. It, it was it was just in one of those one of those games that you'll never forget. And obviously the season ended in disappointment. The Eagles lose the following week. That Tuesday night game to Minnesota um, after the game was delayed due to a huge snowstorm we got. But just an absolutely unbelievable performance. And and one of my favorite wins ever um, for an Eagles team. And and it's crazy when you look back at that season and the year Michael Vick had. Because we talk so much about the Carson Wentz year in 2017. And... Michael Vick basically had that year in 2010. Like, Michael Vick finished, I believe he was second in MVP to Brady in 2010. But, you know, it's interesting how we look at it differently. And I understand Wentz is younger, and that plays into it. But three years after that season for Michael Vick, you know, he was benched for Nick Foles. And nobody batted an eye about it. And the Eagles moved on from Vic, and that was that. Um, Carson Wentz, three years removed, gets benched, and, you know, it, it's this this massive deal. And I, I understand it's very different situations. Um, Wentz is much younger. The Eagles just committed uh, to him with this contract less than two years ago. Um, but it, it's crazy how quickly time moves. And if you want to give me your, your favorite memories from that game, you're welcome to, because that was – that was one of uh, one of the most fun games ever. And even though the season ended in disappointment and the Eagles lost in the playoffs, and by the way, what a, a mistake it was um, following that playoff game. As the Eagles lose, it was 21-16 to Green Bay. And, uh, you know, the Eagles decided the right thing to do after that game was to fire Sean McDermott as defensive coordinator. What a mistake that turned out to be. Um, 
Sean McDermott went to Carolina, was a great defensive coordinator for years, and you look at what he's doing in Buffalo now. Uh, congratulations to the Bills. They win the AFC East for the first time, I think, since 95. Um, but, yeah, you look back, and, and it turned out Sean McDermott did a pretty damn good job in that game, holding Green Bay to 21, as that was the beginning of Aaron Rodgers' run. Um to his only Super Bowl title, and uh, it looks like this could be uh, a potential, potentially uh, another Super Bowl run for Aaron Rodgers this year. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. So if you want to give me your memories of that game, you're welcome to. Also, um, Eagles-Cardinals, what do you want to see happen in this game? Because I feel like it's a divided fan base right now where you know some people want the Eagles to win and get on a playoff run. Other people want to see the Eagles lose, either for draft position or so they won't move on from Carson Wentz. Where do you stand right now? Uh, let's go to Izzy in Allentown. What's up, Izzy? Hey, how you doing, Tom? How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. Um, Actually, it's pretty shitty. I mean, pretty bad. I'm sorry about it. Uh, yeah, you, well, you're going to have to watch the language there, Izzy. Yeah, sorry, but now, um, actually, I hit a deer not too long ago, so, yeah, it's one of those nights. <laughs> but, um... No, man, I, I remember my uh, my memory from that game. I remember I was watching that game, and um, look at what I think I was watching the game and playing Madden. And after the Giants hit 31, I was like, man, this game is over. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, that's how everybody felt. I, You know what was crazy is there's two memories, man. One of them was watching Brent Selleck get that big touchdown because I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm looking at the time, and I was like, and you know, as an Eagles fan, you're like, yeah, yeah. Well, we lost anyway, right? Well, yeah. And see, that was the, that was the play. That was the play that kind of started the comeback. That that throw to sell. It, it turned it all around exactly. And I'm sitting there, and then you know, obviously, then Macklin scores, and boom, we tie. And then there's 12 seconds left, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, nah, he's not gonna run it back. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it's like too picture perfect for it to happen this way. And when he did it, I man, I lost. I was like, what? Like, you know what I mean? And that was, that was a great game, even, even to now. Um, it's still one of those games that when you watch it even years later, you still get the chills. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I watching that game. No, it was, it was incredible, man. And I remember, it's funny because um, – uh, I, I actually got a call at halftime from my college roommate who was a Giants fan, and he was making fun of me. And I uh, that phone call to him after that game was as gratifying a moment as I ever had. It was great. Reaching back out to them when the game's over, right? Right, yeah, yeah. I called him back. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about this game today, Izzy? You know what, man? Like, what's what's the point in, so to say, right? Like, what's, it's, what's the point in getting a draft pick if, they might mess it up. That's like, you know, telling someone, yeah, I'm going to give you all these ingredients to make this food, but the person can't cook. You know what I mean? That's how I feel when it comes to the way how he drafts and picks players. You know what I mean? Like, um, for yeah. me, it's, it's better off like, you know what? You know, try to win out. Like, let's see what, you know, Jalen Hurts is really made out of. Like, let's, you know, these are big games. These are big games for him at the end of the day. All these games coming up. They're all big games, right? Because it's, it's, it's basically, it's, it's almost like his uh, coming out party kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not with the whole people like trade went, you know, and I'm like, no, you know what? Let him compete. Like, why Why make it so easy? Right. Like, what did you figure out? Well, no, you know I, what I'm yeah, no, I, I hear you, Izzy, and, and uh, appreciate the call. That that's That's part of it. I mean, you know, 
you should theoretically be able to come back with a competition next year, but apparently Carson Wentz doesn't want to compete for, for a job. I mean, that that's that's basically, I think, the situation is Carson wouldn't want to compete. I think that's why, you know, the Eagles weren't using Jalen Hurts the way they should have used them earlier in the year, which was without Carson on the field. And, and uh, you know, uh, I don't get why you couldn't do that. I guess it would create a, a maybe a contentious situation, but... Um, theoretically, you should. Like, competition should be good, but uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to go that route um, as far as as uh, the quarterback part of it. I do disagree with the draft pick part of it. I don't look at it that way that, oh, it doesn't matter what pick you have because the guy's going to screw it up anyway. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, sure, Howie has messed up some draft picks, and I kind of laid out the argument the other night for why you can keep Howie and kind of shape the front office around him and bring in other personnel people um, to handle uh, some of that stuff a little more. Um, but I don't, I haven't like totally lost confidence that the Eagles can make a good pick in the top seven or eight. And I do see the value in getting a higher draft pick. Like I will say this, if the Eagles aren't going to make the playoffs, it is best for them to lose all of these games. But I would like I'm and I I'll, I'll admit I'm victim to this as a fan at times. I would like the playoff run. I would, and I also like it from the perspective as if it moves the organization closer to moving forward with Jalen Hurts instead of Carson Wentz. I think that's the right direction to go, and it's not even necessarily that I'm anti Carson Wentz. I just don't think Carson Wentz is going to succeed in Philadelphia, and. I do think you are going to have to choose between Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. I don't see any way you can bring both those guys back as bad as it's gone this year and really how it hasn't functioned smoothly over the last three years and you look at the numbers Doug has with other quarterbacks, I don't think you can bring both those guys back and I just think moving forward with Wentz instead of Doug would be a catastrophic mistake. Uh, let's go to Eric. What's going on, Eric? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to make a few points. Sure. Um, let's be honest here. They, they, they were brutal to watch this year. Uh, it wasn't fun. They're not picking up first downs. Every series, three and out, three and out. And I, mean, I think Wentz has a lot to blame for that. It was He's just standing back there like a statue. 2017, he's out there picking up first downs, uh, doing it himself. And that's what we got to see last week with Jalen Hurts. He's moving it. You know, he might not be making the big plays, but he's picking up the first downs on third medium. We need somebody like that that's going to move the chains, make it exciting, and all of a sudden the big plays are going to come along. So I think he came along, but um, they just waited too long. I think they should have done it sooner, and I think the fans were calling for it, but um, Peterson's just too stubborn, and he refused to do it. Yeah, er, er, no, Eric, and I agree. And, and, you know, we look at the turnovers that Wentz was committing, and, they, yeah, they're killers, and they, they ultimately were what doomed the Eagles when he was in. But you're right that, that a lot of it, what's just as important, is keeping the game manageable, keeping the Eagles in manageable situations, and keeping the, the chains moving. And, you know, Jalen Hurts didn't do anything, I don't think, extraordinary last week, but he kept the Eagles in good situations offensively, and that's half the battle. Oh, of course, yeah. And even last week, I mean, Peterson has to blame some of it because there was a couple fourth and short situations, and everybody knew it was coming. They get stuffed, you know, 
behind the line of scrimmage. But uh, so Peterson's play calling hasn't been the best, but I think between the two, I think that has the most upside. I don't know that Wentz can be saved here, honestly. I think it should have been it should have been over him early in the season, which it's hard to say, but last year he struggled, came on a little bit at the end, but he just hasn't been reliable here. Uh, I hate to say it, he, he started off great in 2017, but it's, it happens all the time. Guys have a good half a season, and then they're never to be heard from again. But uh, what I like to think about is back in 2018, Joe Flacco, 3-6 and six with, the, with the Ravens. All of a sudden, Lamar Jackson comes in. They go 6-1, and one, make the playoffs, 9-7. and seven, They lose the playoff game, but the next series MVP. Right. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is Lamar Jackson, but they have a lot of similar traits here. You know, they can, they can run, and, you know, we can see what happens here. I, I'd, I'd like to see him at least. They can, maybe they can – I mean, the Cardinals aren't that great. They could win tomorrow, and, you know, maybe they make a run here. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of up in the air whether or not we'll see get a draft pick, make the playoffs, but it just it needs to be fun again. 2017 was fun. The last couple of years, it's it's been painful to watch, let's be honest. Right. And um, it, it has a lot to do with the offense and not picking up first downs, and then that puts the pressure on the defense because they're out there all the time. And, you know, it's I think the defense, they've been fired up. They've been playing pretty good on these full-time games, these big games. They've shown up, and you can't just go in and go three and out and get sacked and go third and 20 every series. It's ridiculous. You know, let's, let's change things up. Let's get, uh, you know, let's see what what happens with Hulse. But I like, I like what I saw this week and then the second half against Green Bay. He, he looks pretty good. No, he does. And I appreciate it, Eric. Thanks. And yeah, I mean, you look at it and, and um, Eric made the Lamar Jackson comparison. And obviously I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to be Lamar Jackson. It's, it's one game. It's way too early for us to make that kind of a leap but um you know you see similar traits and, and you know one of the coaches on the Eagles staff was instrumental in, in coaching up Lamar Jackson and helping him become what he became and that's Marty Morimweg and you know it's why I don't buy this kind of theory that the coaching has failed Carson Wentz to this incredible degree because the coaches on the Eagles staff, you know, especially Doug and Marty, like these are guys who have legitimate track records with quarterbacks. Like they have long standing. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 